0: What's up bros i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros this week on the podcast in 4k spotlight we only have one new release this week there's actually a couple but only one that we're going to talk about um and then nothing for through the wall and so after that we'll be getting straight into headliner well we where we will be breaking down Scream 6. Um, So, without further ado, let's say we get right on into this.
1: Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing.
0: All right, first up in four k spotlight, Rose, would you like to tell everyone what's getting released this week? I
2: would love to, so this week, Megan is coming out. I never got to do that joke when we reviewed this, so like I well, we, this movie, so I feel like gotta throw on that drawer. We don't talk about this movie again. I would be genuinely surprised if anyone caught that joke. <laughs> well, then y'all are uh, what's the word um uh father's oh, there's a freaking word and I can't think of it right now. Un son of a bitch. Uh f- Uncultured I think Whatever word you're looking... <laughs> uncultured. That's the <laughs> That's the word I'm That's looking for. That's the word you were looking for? Yeah, uncultured. That's the word I'm looking for. Shit. If y'all do not know uh that line from Drake and Josh when Josh is just like, Megan What is wrong with you? You didn't you didn't grow up in the late nineties, early 2000s. I don't know not all of, uh, not all of our listeners did, but I'm just saying if you did and you don't recognize that, we're
0: not friends. <laughs> yeah, according to our statistics, most of the people that listen to us are either above that like that time period
2: no. or well, like son son of a bitch. significantly <laughs> below. Well, son of a bit. Wait, wh- significantly below. Why are they listening to our podcast? We have foul mouths. Yeah, it beats me. So okay. Alright. Um, anyway. <laughs> actually getting to the four K spotlight. Uh so Megan comes out this week, uh, and unfortunately it's not getting a four uh, K release, it's just getting a Blu ray release. But it is the unrated edition, uh, which I guess means that it uh a bunch of like deleted scenes and like maybe it's like a lot more gruesome than uh the the theater uh, version that we got because um, there were definitely some scenes, uh, and I swear that me and Caleb talked about the review that uh, you could definitely tell that they were holding back uh, because they wanted to go for that. Pe- oh, absolutely! Like
0: I've actually given some like real thought to watching the uh, the unrated version on Peacock.
2: Oh, they have the unrated version on Peacock? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh.
0: So I wanted to go through and see what what we might have missed. Ooh. Yeah. I mean bear like I might not watch the whole thing, but I might just like skip through just
2: to see like what was added. <laughs> Dude, the movie that I really want to see when it comes to um Peacock is totally out of left field, Cocaine Bear. I cannot wait oh to gosh, check that, that one movie's out. Real... But it looks so much fun. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh but yeah, anyway, uh yeah, so Megan comes out tomorrow. So if you guys want to pick it up, be sure to head out to your uh local best buy target walmart support physical media guys support physical media
0: um all right well unless you have anything else to say about that no i got nothing yeah then i say we move on to this week's headliner hell yeah Like we said, for this week's headliner, we will be breaking down the newest installment of the Scream franchise, Scream 6. Um, But first, we did post a question of the week, and we did get some answers. Um, And only one of them was an actual... So one was a joke answer, one was a legitimate answer, and then the other two were uh, suggestions for us to do our recommendations on.
2: That's nice. Uh, s-
0: yeah. So first up we have all right, let's just do the two like recommendation ones first. Uh so first we got the underscore thunder underscore God twenty ten who says pitch black please. I got to stop asking be patient. So he's wanting us to recommend pitch black. Which is a Vin Diesel movie.
2: Do you want to watch that one? Because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll watch it then. <laughs> sorry, man. No, I'll watch it too. I'll make you suffer as well. I won't let you just suffer. That's oh, mean. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't even know if it's good or bad. Yeah, I, I have a love hate relationship with acting, okay? <laughs> Sometimes that's it fair can be, sometimes can be really good, but
0: uh, uh really good's a strong term, yeah, sometimes
2: <laughs> it can be i it can be aight. um and then sometimes <laughs> it can just be really bad um uh, and um especially in the fast and furious franchise, like how the fuck is that shit still going, dude, like, who the hell knows like yeah that that trait, oh my god, dude, they're
0: freaking. They're seriously one trip to hell away from turning into the Friday the Thirteenth, dude. Straight up, like they already went to space, dude. Supposedly, get, like I get,
2: didn't see the last one, dude. You're, you don't give them ideas because the the eleven is gonna have Jason. Holy shit! Wait, that'd actually, that'd be hilarious. Actually, no, they can't, cause Universal. Dude, if does they just go balls to the wall, just like outrageous, know. like I'm sold. <laughs> hey, they got the rights to Michael and Chucky. Let's make something happen with those two do it <laughs> well wait no i'm sorry no they don't have the rights to michael anymore they w- they already lost those i think they can make something work though
0: um let's see the next response that we got is from lucas underscore plays 13 uh who said can you do rio 2
2: uh to answer your question yes we can do rio 2 but i need to watch that movie that movie once and that would be years so, I will rewatch that, and I will definitely... I'm assuming I'm going to review that one since I did the first one? Uh, yes. Okay. And I
0: do not want to watch Rio 2. <laughs> Damn.
2: So, I will be definitely re watch that uh, as
0: soon as possible, and uh, we will definitely get that to you, my good sir. Alright, next up we got our joke answer, who... That comes from... Timmy underscore five four three two one who said garfield or oh did i even say what our question was <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> i'm
2: sure. freaking stupid okay um
0: so on tiktok and instagram we posted a question of the week and the question that we asked is in uh relation to the scream franchise and we just asked what is your favorite scary movie uh, so, like I said, we got those two suggestions. Uh, the next response, like I said, is coming from uh, this Tim May 54321, uh, and they said, Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> you know, he right. That's the scariest shit I've ever seen. That is a real scary-ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, yeah. And then... Uh, we got another response from an Anthony, uh, who said the whole Scream series is my fave. That's a good choice. That's a very. I, I freaking love the Scream series. I will as a whole. say
2: the Scream franchise is one of the rare franchises that none of them, in my opinion, like. I have some ones that I prefer over the others, but none of them are like atrocious that i can't even i still enjoy I'll. i
0: can definitely give you that like that that is a uh i'll definitely agree with you on that like the, i can't think of a single scream like at least off the top of my head that's just horrible the closest one i would say is maybe
2: three yeah i'm the same way <laughs> i feel that's um, how everybody is <laughs> three's always <laughs> at the bottom <laughs>
0: Yeah, but all the other ones were freaking awesome. So, yeah, definitely agree with you there, uh, Anthony. Uh, So thank you to everyone that answered our question of the week. We appreciate it. Um, But getting into this week's breakdown, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score... Our story, writing, acting, character development. But with this being a horror mo- movie, we do change character development to uh, logic. And that's just usually just changing, uh, seeing if the movie followed its own logic. And if everything made sense. And, uh, then we got effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up through our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to compare this movie to a similar score. Uh, It also gives us a percentage, which is not as important, but it is kind of fun just to see uh, what the ranking is within those uh, grade blocks. Uh, So, if you have not seen Scream 6, this is definitely a movie that can be spoiled, uh, so if you're not, if you're going to, if you plan on seeing Scream 6 at all, uh, we highly suggest you stop listening now and just
2: come back later. <laughs> Cause I think we can all agree. It sucks when the, the Ghostface killer or killers is exposed or not exposed. I'll
0: um, say spoiled. I'll say yes. Yeah. I'll say yes to that. But typically like, I think I enjoy Scream enough where knowing the killer would just kind of help me like
2: see what kind of things i i caught are missed see i prefer to know like i don't like knowing about the kill, who the killer is until the second viewing like that way you know yeah you can like go through and be like oh, okay you can definitely kill. that's that that's um who in that uh in that ghost scene that's them in that scene i just prefer to do it on my second run through that's fair that
0: yeah that's totally fair um so yeah um so again if you have not seen scream six please go check it out then come back um otherwise if you listen beyond this point uh things are going to get spoiled for you uh so now is our favorite segment reading with rose with two e's the two e's
2: One year after the Woodsboro killings orchestrated by Richie Kirsch and Amber Freeman, Black Moore University professor Laura Crane is catfished by her student Jason Carvey, who lures her outside a bar in New York City and kills her while wearing a Ghostface costume. Jason plots with his roommate Greg to kill sisters Sam and Tara Carpenter to finish what Richie and Amber started, but Jason receives a call from a different Ghostface who has murdered Greg and subsequently stabs Jason to death. Yeah, can we talk about the freaking opening really quickly? Like, this is such a good opening for a scream movie, and I had a freaking... Dude, I totally agree. I absolutely
0: agree with you. Dude, like, the- this b- blew my mind,
2: dude. Right in the fact that, like, before the title su- sequence comes up, uh, Ghostface is ju- just straight, up just like, who gives a fuck about the movies, and freaking kills the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like this. Fuck this. Is, okay, I I already love this ghost face.
0: dude. It was the shit. Like I, wh- I'll be real. I totally thought that it, they were going to go the whole route of, uh, it opening up as a stab movie.
2: Yeah, that yeah. But I'm glad um, they. But didn't. I was
0: yeah, very glad that they did. Appreciate they changed it up. Dude, I thought that was trippy as shit. Yeah, right. What they did, like they did such a good job with that opening. Like every time I thought that the title was about to come down, like it didn't until like, like what you said, where he's just like, "Who gives a shit?" And so, like, oh, so such a good opening, such
2: a good opening. So Sam and Tara now live in New York City and attend Blackmore with fellow survivors Chad and Mindy meeks sorry chad and mindy meeks martin along with their roommate quinn mindy's grand annika and chad's roommate sam attends therapy with dr stone and is ostracized in public due to an online conspiracy theory that she was the true mastermind of the 2022 quinn's father detective Wayne bailey calls salmon for questioning as her id was found at the scene of jason's murder along with the ghost face mask that was used in the previous year's killings on the way to the station, Sam is called by Ghostface from Richie's phone, who then attacks Tara and pur- pursues them into a bodega, killing multiple bystanders and Ghostface masks used in... At the station, the sisters meet with, uh, wow, with FBI Special Agent Kirby Reed, a survivor of the 2011 killings. They also encounter reporter Gail Weathers, who reveals that Sidney Prescott and her family have gone into hiding in response to recent attacks. Dr. Stone is murdered by Ghostface, who steals Sam's file and leaves the mask used in Ghostface then attacks the group in Sam and Tara's apartment, killing Quinn and Annika in Windsor College killings. Wayne is officially taken off the case following Quinn's death, but vows to help the group and avenge his daughter. Gail takes the group to an abandoned cinema she found while investigating, which has been set up as a shrine to the Ghostface killers, including weapons and outfits from each set of attacks. Ghostface later calls Gail at her apartment and torments her about the death of Dewey Riley before killing her boyfriend and attacking her. Sam arrived just in time to stop Ghostface from killing Gail. The group agreed to meet Kirby at the theater to trap Ghostface. On the subway platform, they are separated and Mindy is stabbed by Ghostface. At the theater, Sam sees a vision of her father, original Ghostface killer, Billy Loomis, who reminds her to defend herself and not trust anyone. Taking Billy's knife from the original murder, Sam realizes they have been locked inside. Wayne calls Sam and says he found out Kirby was fired from the FBI months prior to, months prior for being mentally unstable. Two ghost faces appear and attack Chad as Tara and Sam try to escape. Kirby and Wayne arrive with guns drawn. Wayne shoots Kirby, revealing himself as a third ghost face. He admits to orchestrating the killings with his children, revealed to be Ethan and a still alive Quinn, to avenge the death of his eldest son, Richie. They reveal their plan to kill Sam and frame her as Ghostface, making her the final piece of the shrine to honor Richie. Sam and Tara fight off the Bailey family with Tara stabbing Ethan and Sam. Ethan and Sam killing Quinn. Sam then dons her father's Ghostface costume and stabs Wayne to death. Ethan resurfaces, but Kirby smashes the television se- television set that killed Stu Mocker over his head. killed Sam agrees to let Tara live her life more independently, and Tara agrees to go to therapy. As the still-alive Mindy, Chad, and Kirby are taken to the hospital, Sam stares at her father's ghost face mask before discarding it and Tara into the city. Okay. When we get to the character development, the logic, I got some shit to say because there is one character's death in this movie that makes no freaking sense how they survived. I'm, but we're gonna. We're Dude, gonna get, we're gonna I get have multiple of those issues. All right, awesome. <laughs> I look forward to when we get to that.
0: Oh man!
2: But starting with the plot. <laughs> yeah. Um. I feel. I feel that. Um. The I. Oh, God. What are the directors of these movies? Because <laughs> I know the same directors came back for this one that were uh Matt. I'm gonna butcher his ass. His his name Matt Bettinelli. Open. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay, and Tyler Gillette. Um, I really appreciate that they they paid attention to uh the first four movies that followed, and just the fan service that they are giving us. Um, just the attention to detail. Um, I freaking love these guys. Um, and I really do hope that they come back for Scream Seven. Um, as a continuation from Scream 5, uh, I feel that the, uh, the whole New York, um, setting was a really good idea. Um, I have nothing against Woodsboro. Uh, Woodsboro is like Haddonfield to me. Uh, Up until this movie, it didn't really feel like, it wouldn't feel like a Scream movie if it didn't take place in Woodsboro. Like, a Halloween movie it just feels weird if it's not in Haddonfield. Um, but... They made it really work in this movie, and I'm actually like really shocked. Um, like, I-, I don't know. Like, I really didn't miss Woodsboro at all, and I feel that's a testament to how how like um, they breathe uh, these two breathe new life into this franchise, and I really appreciate that. Dude, I will say
0: this: I feel like the Scream movies have put a really big emphasis on. What's it called? Woodsboro. Yeah. Woodsboro. Yeah. And I feel like they were trying to go a little too hard with Woodsboro, like the Halloween franchise did with Haddonfield. Like Haddonfield makes sense because it's the it's Michael Myers home. Yeah. With Woodsboro, it's just I don't feel like Scream that with how universally loved supposedly, the, the Stab movies are, I don't feel like they needed to freaking beat down that
2: everything took place in Woodsboro. I think probably just because, you know, the the first murders took place in Woodsboro, so they're just like, oh, you know, why why making the Stab movies? They're just like, oh, well, why would we ever want to leave Woodsboro? This, this is where the whole event happened. This is where the whole story was born. This is the home of Ghostface. So, I mean... You're not wrong. Um, speaking of, I um, so me and Christina are starting to watch um, um, from the beginning. Like by the time we're like watching one a weekly, by the time that we finish five, uh, at least scream six will hopefully be close to coming to Paramount Plus. But I didn't, I didn't notice this in the first. It's just been that long since I, um, I thought the ghost face costume was something that Randy, not Randy. I'm sorry. Uh, stew and billy just came up on their own like i i thought they like they just saw like a random mask at like a department store decided to do like the greeper-esque outfit they just came up with it on themselves no the the one of the ladies shows like the actual like costume they're just like oh yeah this is uh the costume that the killers are wearing it's called like father death i'm just like, S- they didn't- i for some reason i thought they came up with it on the thing that they just got it from a department store or a costume store, whatever. I mean, it makes sense. Oh, no, it does. But I just thought, you know, those two had more creativity. <laughs> True. Um, but, yeah, I think
0: story-wise, th- everything that they did, it made sense for the characters. Hmm. So, um, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I think the uh, the whole deal between Sam and Tara, or Sam being like super overprotective of Terra, completely made sense. Oh yeah. Um, These sisters are the best part of this new series, easily, freaking easily, like so freaking good. Um, I will say though, I think that they, I th- I feel like. The the ghost faces needed something a little
2: bit better. Okay, I want to lead into that with my problem with this movie. <laughs> or, like, what I feel it's missing. Um, maybe it's just me, but when it came to when Wes Craven, unfortunately, passed away, may he rest in peace. Uh, when he directed these movies, um, streams one through four it felt like there was more of a impact uh when Ghostface was revealed it just it felt like he was the the killers were more set up uh it was it was more uh like impactful when they were unmasked and don't get me wrong it's still impactful like i'm kind of like i'm it just i'm i'm not i don't get the shock and awe value anymore from when a ghost face killer is revealed from uh in five and in six and i i don't know maybe it's just because i mean Wes craven was the master of suspense of terror with the, with a nightmare on elm street and screams 1 through 4 just i i feel that these new movies are kind of missing that uh go the ghost face reveals aren't as big or like shocking as Wes craven uh was so good at writing them is that just you me are- you
0: no, you're absolutely right. Yes. It it's okay. because they freaking spoil it.
2: Yeah, that's true. Like
0: they give you enough of a hint where you're susp- suspicious of the right people. Yeah. But there's like there's so many things about these movies that I am constantly forgetting. Um like I think the one thing that I always seem to forget about Scream movies is alibis don't mean dick all.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Like that the- is
0: something I always like forget. Like I, I always like I'm just oh yeah, like well he was busy doing this and and so I I'm, I'm like start thinking about it. I'm like no, there's always two. Caleb like people <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's always more than one, except for three, which... We saw yeah. how that went. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just... Anytime I heard, heard an alibi, I, like, was suspicious of it for some reason. Yeah. But I was just like, eh, he has an alibi. Like, whatever. And I... It's just... I think the whole meta discussion is a little overdone.
2: Yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with you on that. Like, did you... Uh, like I'm trying to like breaking down like the three killers that are revealed to be Ghostface. the, the sister, I kind of liked that one because I felt that like, her, you know, with her, her, like we see her dead body and then it turns out, you know, like what they went through, what officer Bailey went through to like, he was the first to respond. So he was able to sneak her out and just put in a, uh, another body from another crime scene. Um, that was a cool reveal. Like I appreciated that. Cause I did not see that one coming. Um, But the freaking brother, yeah, I saw that coming from a mile away. You're
0: just like, dude, absolutely. Um, I will say, I did not care for how they they shot that. I uh, like, I didn't, I didn't care for them. Uh, because he was like in full on like ghost face gear, and I'm I'm like that that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, um, like yeah. he was on the train and then it's just like, oh no, <laughs> like, I think that could, like, what they should have done is just have that be the reveal right there.
2: That would have actually been really cool. Like I, w- I would have dug that reveal. Like, I, I don't understand why it always, why does the reveal always have to be like when all of the, ghost faces, yeah, all the ghost faces are together. Like it's fine if it's separate. If anything, it adds to the story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> um, shit.
2: Uh, I
0: think like the. I don't have, like the story. Is just, it's it's a kind of a, a basic story overall. Like there wasn't anything too crazy. It was just typical scream. It was this typical scream story. So it's, it was it's like, nothing but, too like,
2: special was there, but it was.
0: W- still alright. A-
2: oh yeah, no, like I th- I think they did a really good job, like um, like you said, like making it like a classic Scream franchise, Scream story, but still like adding, f- uh, still adding freshness to it, which I which I definitely appreciate. Yeah, I don't know. I'm
0: not super high with this one. Like, I'll say it's above average, but I think I'm sitting at like maybe an eighty.
2: Yeah, you know, I can match it there. Uh, moving on over to writing, okay. I am very so. I I gotta point this out because I actually like. I would say this is the writing and like how they set up the you know atmosphere of this whole thing. Um, when they explained the whole like you know like because the shrine was like really super cool like it was very well established. But then I love the uh, officer or, uh, um shit. What's his name? Officer Bailey. Um, how he points out you know uh, if you pay. If uh, you pay a cop enough under, you know, um, evidence can go missing. No one really bats an eye. Um, and that's just how he was able to get, because the, the shrine be- belonged to Randy. Um, and so he, he wants to help his son finish it. Um, and so when he adds that, I'm just like, okay, literally that's all you need to tell me as to how all of this evidence from the Ghostface killings is here. It makes complete sense it's all you oh, need yeah. to say they did that part true. incredibly well cuz it's true like honestly if we think back like i'm i'm in a you know let's bring in um like john wingasey um we found this out at a uh, grayface museum that uh literally uh his attorney sam Amaranth, would sell stuff from uh uh the uh the, uh, the um, the evidence locker of Gacy under the table to people. So like he was selling his like uh pogo and patches, uniforms, his wallet, his leather jacket, like stuff that was supposed to be in evidence because I don't think Gacy had been convicted yet or like, or, or sentenced yet. So it was still there and, you know, but, um, yeah. So like, it's, it's very clear. It, it does happen. <laughs> it's effed up that it happens, but it definitely does happen.
0: Yeah. That kind of added a, a really cool sense of, uh, of realism there, like just a right. real world issue. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did that really well. Um, I think my main issue dialogue wise, it was a lot of the filler dialogue was really not good.
2: <laughs> that, that, that's fair. Um, like if I had to say like my favorite lines of dialogue, um, it would definitely have, um, oh shit. um, uh, Mindy, uh, when she's like literally explaining, like, oh, you know, uh, this is what happened in scream fox because that was like the, uh, like the uh, uh, introduction back into the franchise. But you know, this is the sequel. It, it's got to be bigger. You know, we got to bring in more legacy characters. All of this shit. I like honestly was like smiling when she was saying this because I'm like, she is absolutely right. This is exactly how it has to be. I forget Mindy's writing in this movie. I freaking love so much. Um, it's Mindy. Yeah, Mindy. Cause um, there's, I forget. I think it's when uh, the freaking, um, the freaking uh, quiet, uh, the brother like comes up and helps her or some shit like after the subway and she's just like, ah, oh, oh, I got the killer wrong again. I hate this franchise or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that is funny as hell. I loved her writing so much in this movie.
0: It was it was pretty good. Um, I think I think the, like this is the issue I have with all of the the screen movies. The character, like basically the Mindy character, the one who basically points out exactly how the movie's going to go. Mm-hmm. I find them really annoying.
2: <laughs> see, I in some scream movies I find them annoying. Her, I do not. For some reason, I don't know what it is.
0: I mean, that's fair. I, it, I can definitely see why you would like her. Um, it's just she didn't just she didn't quite do it for me. <laughs> no,
2: dude, I I I get it. I completely get it.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of some other shit. I think the relationship between Tara and Chad was just utterly ridiculous
2: yeah that kind of came out of nowhere I was like I'd never suspected any like sexual tension or like any like oh you know I have feeling five between them and I mean I I know like her has passed in between this but just it it just comes so out of left field when is yeah I'm like okay so this is happening I mean I don't I'm not against it, but just it just feels this is so out of left field.
0: Yeah, it it felt very forced. Yes, unfortunately, a lot of things felt forced. Like I feel Gail
2: was freaking forced in here too. She she was. I I they definitely wanted to make sure that they kept at least one legacy. Well, actually, wait, no, because Kirby's in this, and I still I would consider her a legacy character because she's from Scream Four um but like no i completely agree with you like i I will say i appreciate that um even though it was like very like subtle and fast they explain why sydney isn't there and it makes complete sense you know like they're not like bashing on neve campbell or anything and like i don't see why they would it's it's not like the like the writers and directors have a great ship with her she had a blast working with them five it's just the studio um and so like the way that they're, they're they were just like, oh, hey, you know, like, uh, Sydney, did, you know, she's safe. She does the way that they, um, set that up. I feel, and I, I think it was Corey Reviews. Right? Well, yeah, I think it was Corey Reviews on. Um, he just pointed out, you know, like, it's it sets it up that if she ever, if she does want to come back to the franchise. Yeah. I,
0: I think that line, it def like, don't get me wrong, that line needed to happen. Like, we needed to figure, like, know why. Sydney wasn't there. I feel like they just kind of shoed, shoehorned it in really unnaturally.
2: Okay, that's fair. Like, do you think that's just how the line was written, or do you think that's how Courtney Cox?
0: A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I mean, hate hate me all you want. I don't think Courtney Cox is a very
2: good actress. All right, I'm out.
0: Um, don't you? Wow, you
2: bashing on Courtney? Wow, I can't believe. you <sighs>
0: I know, I don't feel great about it, but it's true. Uh, she, her delivery of that line was very, like, robotic and felt very, like, oh, yeah. Like, right after, I think it needed to happen before someone threw a punch.
2: Dude, can we talk about that? That was that whole, the scene before, or, like, couple scenes before, when Sam goes to swing. She's like, sorry, honey, it's not my first rodeo, and then freaking, uh... Tara comes up with a freaking haymaker, Dude,
0: that was freaking (laughs) hilarious.
2: One of the best (laughs) scenes ever. Oh my god, that was badass.
0: Dude, that was... Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard at that. (laughs) Because I I think I was taken off guard. Like, actually, it was... I, I remember, so I was sitting there watching that, and so Sam goes, takes a swing, and Gail like, dodges out of the way, and then says that's my, not my first rodeo, and I remember thinking that moment, there's two of them. <laughs> and then, then BAM! Like, freaking Terry comes in with the the hit, and <laughs> like, I, I was laughing so freaking hard.
2: Did you have a good...
0: Uh, no. Luckily, there was only one other couple oh, in the, really uh, the so theater bitch. with me.
2: Because... So yeah, we-
0: I got real lucky, yeah, but I got real did. paranoid, too.
2: <laughs> oh, dude, so... And I felt so bad for her. It was fine for me. There was a two ladies that sat next to her that would not shut the fuck up during the movie. Chatted throughout the whole thing. Literally were looking up who on their phones during the movie. Christina reached over many times to tell them to shh. And they'd look over at her and then just go back to it. And she gave, her, gave them the dirtiest look when we left. And I remember when the credits started rolling... She's like, I swear I swear to God, I'll fucking ghost face on their asses.
0: <laughs> you got to be careful about saying that shit now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point.
0: But she all totally jokes, get it. All jokes. <laughs> all jokes. Yep. Until it actually happens. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I, I don't blame her. Yeah, it was Freaking bullshit. people doing annoying shit like that. Yeah. I'm so overly cautious about my phone use if i'm in the movie like if i have to and that's only if like my phone's like going off like someone's calling me or whatever
2: oh, like so yeah, i, I
0: even check it yeah so i used to not but now that i have a wife and kid i kind of feel yeah, like see, I, that makes need sense. to.
2: yeah that's understandable
0: but my go-to now is I, so i'll wear um like a flannel when i go to to movies or just like a a shirt over my my shirt and so when i had if i have to check my my phone for whatever reason i'll shove my phone in like under my my shirt and then just kind of like look through my collar <laughs> down at my phone so it's like the least distracting it could okay. possibly be
2: all right i appreciate
0: um but yeah i i got real lucky with this viewing um i will say the only thing that like had me a little nervous is i don't like s- sitting in front of people in during a horror movie <laughs> like i wasn't like they were like in the back row and so i was like okay i'm not going to like walk all the way to the back cuz that just makes me look suspicious like i'll just kind of sit up in the front row in the middle and so that's where like my seat was but i was so like I I must have looked like a creep because I kept like turning around real quick or trying to catch him in my peripheral just to like, because I was so nervous. I'm just like, they're like, these people could be psychos, like seeing a movie on a weekday in the middle of (laughs) the middle of the day. Like these just scream serial killer. And then I had to remind myself, I'm like, you're here too.
2: (laughs) And you're by yourself. I think that makes you a little bit more suspicious. I, I think you're as long as no one walks in with a gun. Because if that happens, uh, to quote a uh, Shoddy short, in a scary movie, "Run, bitch, run."
0: Dude, did you hear about the or have you seen on TikTok the freaking videos of people doing that? Oh,
2: this shit! Like, seriously, wore ghost face masks to this?
0: They, I don't even think it was like. They just didn't wear it to the movie. I think they they snuck in in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Like, I saw one video of of this guy who... So, it was kind of like... um, It's kind of set up like Cinemark in AF a little bit, where it was like the multiple rows of the luxury loungers. But the front row, it was like a really big wall, right? Okay. Yeah. So... Like, it's just kind of like that big wall, so you can't see anything below that wall. And there was, like, a guy that what that walked in, but, like, ducked it under that wall, and he threw on a ghost face mask, and then just stood up like and looked at everyone in oh. the theater with his ghost face mask on, and people, like, were losing their shit.
2: Oh, hell no. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm just like, hmm.
0: No, someone does that. Like someone's getting catching some hands. Yeah, seriously, uh, <laughs> you sir can kiss my ass. Oh my gosh! Like my my f- fight or flight instincts would dude, just kick yeah, in, dude. and
2: oh my god, my anxiety was shoot through the roof.
0: Dude, like it, it's it's my my typical game plan. The exact reason why I will never go to a movie theater without and not get a drink because the the drink is my distraction to be able to get up on whoever like the oncoming attacker <laughs> right. like that is that's my go-to i'm just i'm going to like see an attack uh a would-be assailant i'm going to take my drink freaking throw it at them like splash them so i'll splash them first and i'll keep the cup and then i'll throw the cup at them get like a freaking double throw off and then i'll just freaking go in and guns a-blazin
2: <laughs> All right i like this plan
0: like throwing hands, like they're going out of style.
2: <laughs> oh my god,
0: dude! I have an escape plan for literally everything that I do. <laughs> I love it. I love. Oh, uh, but yeah. So I, my my biggest issue with this movie is coming in to the writing. I think the the extra dialogue, like the the filler bullshit, was a little ridiculous. That's fair. Yeah, so I didn't really dig it all that much. Um I'm trying to decide
2: where I'm where I'm sitting. What where, where are you sitting with writing? Um I would say I'm a little below story. Um I still had a good time with the writing. I think the right like there there's hits and misses, um but for me there might be a little more hits uh than you, I don't know. Um So writing, I think I'm going to be a, a 78. <sighs> That's not bad.
0: I might be a hair lower than you, though. I think I'm going to go with a uh, 77. Fair. All right, moving on over to acting. Uh, so going through the cast real quick. I don't know why she had in credits order. I don't know why she was top of the frick. Um, but Courtney Cox. It's because it's as, Courtney Cox. Yeah. Freaking dumb. Anyway, Courtney Cox, who played Gail Weathers... We have Melissa Barrera, who plays Sam Carpenter. Jenna Ortega, who plays Tara Carpenter. Jasmine Savoy Brown, who plays Mindy Meeks Martin. Mason Gooding, who plays Chad Meeks Martin. Skeet Ulrich, who plays Billy Loomis. Roger Jackson, who plays The Voice. Uh, Dermot Malroney, who plays Detective Bailey. Jack Champion, who plays Ethan Landry. Josh Segarra, who plays Danny Brackett. Liana Liberato, who plays Quinn Bailey. Uh, Devin Nakoda, who plays Anika Kayoko. And then we have Hayden Panettiere, who plays Kirby Reed. I think that's every note there. Yeah, I think. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is... Was this the first movie that, like, did Hayden Panettiere come out of retirement for this movie? I actually do not know. That's a great question. Let's see if she was. Because, I mean, she hasn't been in anything else. Or at least she hasn't been credited for anything since 2018.
2: Yeah, maybe she did. I mean, if she did, that's awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. Um... Just looking up this uh, article from Vanity Fair, uh, so it says Scream Six was not only a homecoming for her in in returning to the franchise, uh, it was also a returning to the screen after a four year hiatus from acting.
2: That's awesome.
0: That is really cool. I'm I'm so glad that she she did. Like she she freaking helped this movie out a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah. Uh. Who? What's your uh your top three look like? Uh. Actually, I'm assuming Sam and Terra are maybe top two. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Same here. So let's do. So okay. Who's your number one?
2: Number one, I'd probably give...
0: Okay. Same here. So so, so our our one and two are the same. Okay. So do we want? So let's do. So we know one and two are the same. So let's do three, four, and five.
2: Okay. Um. Let's see, so number five—that's oh, hard because I—I I have like my three and four picked out. Five is where <laughs> I struggle a little bit, but I got this. Uh, you know, five. Just because I I liked th- um. The way that she played the character was really good, and her her reveal as one of the Ghostface killers was my favorite of it. Um, So I'll give number five to Liana Liberato, who played Quinn Bailey. Uh, I I really enjoyed her performance. Um, Number four, uh, I'm going to give to Hayden Panettiere, uh, Kirby Reed. Loved seeing her back in this role. She was probably my favorite part, Um, so seeing her come back into this role. Uh, was fantastic it was one of the biggest things that i was looking forward to with six and she did not let me down she was a great. um and the idea that you know she becomes an fbi agent makes complete sense you know after surviving a ghost face uh killing i i'd honestly want to go uh behind the scenes behind the scenes and people like this uh behind bars uh but so number three uh, i would give to jasmine savoy brown who played mindy Like I pointed out, I freaking loved her dialogue in this movie. The way that she was explaining how everything works in these, in this kind of sequel is just great. Um, just her whole character throughout the movie, I just had such a blast with. And I'm so glad that she is one of the survive, survivors of this movie. Um, I appreciate the core four survived. There's one that I'm just like, I'm calling total freaking bullshit on to surviving oh uh, we will be getting <laughs> into that okay cool um because yeah when when so and when so this person came out on gurney gurney i'm like i think i reached over to christian i'm like there's no fucking way that they survived there's no um but anyway i'm cursing i'm saying the f word a lot in this episode i'm sorry <laughs> but hey, uh hurting my feelings okay cool Good, um, yeah. So yeah, Jasmine. Jasmine is my number three. She she was freaking fantastic. Yeah, that that's my top
0: five. Ugh. Dude, I will say this: a lot of the the people that end up being the uh, the Ghostface Killer freaking ruin their performance in my eyes with, after they get revealed. Fair. Officer Bailey like, I,
2: definitely ruined it for me when he was one of the ghosts. Oh here. my
0: gosh, dude, all of them. Like, yeah. I was actually really digging Ethan, and I really liked Quinn, but seeing them, like, after the Ghostface reveal, I, I hated them. I'm like, gosh, you guys are so freaking annoying. <laughs> Fair. Like, uh, can we have one person that doesn't go complete batshit when they <laughs> get revealed?
2: No, no, because you have to be batshit.
0: I understand that, but still, it's annoying. <laughs> um,
2: you know, yeah, I just... My... Stri- Wait, okay. No, what were you saying? No, I just... <laughs> no, Um, can I actually just change one on mine? I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I totally forgot about someone in this movie. I'm kicking Quinn off of my top five. Five, five is going to Gale. Courtney Cox, for some reason, I completely forgot (laughs) about her, but I'm thinking about her whole fight scene with Ghostface and just the call that she gets with Ghostface. It's so freaking great um, that, yeah, I got to give number five to to Gale. Sorry about that. So, yeah, Quinn, you're off the list. Gale takes your place. Oh, man.
0: Um, Let's see. My number, okay, I'm going to go three, four, five instead of working my way up. Uh so my number 3 I'm going to give to Hayden Panettiere who played Kirby. She she's an amazing actress, dude. She is so freaking good. Like she she can play suspicious so well. <laughs> like I knew that she was helping and I was just like, yeah, like we're freaking like team like let's let's solve this together. And then the second she, they like they put that like little shadow of doubt in our minds about what, whether they not. She was just psycho. Um, that really tripped me up because I was like, "Oh, is she?" And I, I'll I'll say it. I freaking fell
2: for that shit so hard. Oh, I did too. Same here.
0: I- <laughs> I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was. Uh, I was real freaking suspicious of her. Like especially the way that she locked the the gate. I was just like, ooh, something's up. And but yeah, freaking loved her. Loved her. Um let's see, my number four my number four and five are gonna be hard because those were like like between Sam, Tara, and Kirby, those were the only ones I actually liked.
2: <laughs> Damn.
0: Um Alright, I'll give my number four to Jasmine Savoy Brown, who played Mindy. I I will say, even though she did annoy me, she did do a really good job at selling uh everything that she was meant to sell. So fantastic job from her. My number five, I think I'm gonna give to Josh Sagara, who played Danny. Oh, okay. I, I like thought I was super freaking sus of him for a long time. I'm just like, yeah, it has to be like, I was super freaking. And, but I think what, what sold me. So this is what I thought was going to happen. So when Sam and Tara, Tara are going inside the, uh, the shrine and she tells Danny to basically bounce. And, And he's like, oh, yeah, like, she's like, we don't know you. You're a stranger. I'm just like, harsh, but true. (laughs) I'm like, good call, Sam. And when he's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, like, I totally get it. Uh, Just be safe and and all that. I was just like, "Okay." And then when they turned around and I think it was because it was either Kirby or Sam that blocked him. From the view of the camera, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to knock one of them out. <laughs> but
2: Oh, shit, I love it.
0: Yeah, because I was just... My whole thing, I was, was trying not to be suspicious of him, but if Screams taught me anything, you always be su- suspicious of the love interest. True that. <laughs> True that. So I was really freaking suspicious of him. Uh. But luckily, he played. He ended up being like the nice guy and ended up working out. Uh, really glad that I ended up being wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then of course, like we can't not talk about the sisters real quick. Like, holy, they were so good. Oh yeah, you, even better in this one than they were. In- Dude, I, I will say, I was afraid they both snapped at the end of this movie. <laughs> I felt the same way. Like, it was... Like, Sam getting all dressed up in uh, in Billy's ghost face outfit. That had me, like, thinking some things. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you guys broke her.
2: My, qu- <laughs> my question for you was just because... I don't know. For me, I find it kind of funny. Is the whole like them driving the idea home that oh it's in your blood you were born to be a killer you know, it's what your dad did I I'm honestly getting tired of hearing that shit I know it's supposed to be in her character but I if I hear someone one more person say to Sam it's in your blood you're you're a true killer I'm like no that's not how it freaking works yeah you, you could choose Dude, not her, to be a killer her it's therapist pissed me off. Oh, yeah, her therapist was a dick. Oh, I was glad when Ghostface killed him.
0: Dude, she. This might be on Sam, too, but she picked a real shitty therapist. Yeah, she really like, did. Like, why did she choose one that was so obviously into horror movies?
2: Straight up. Like, Can't I'm agree. not
0: sure if you caught this, at, like, in the background, but he had little uh, Adam's family figures in the background.
2: Oh, I did not catch that.
0: Yeah, like, they were, like, it wasn't, like, pop figures or anything, but they were just, like, little bobblehead-looking figures, or just, like, you know those, um, it's just, like, really big, fat, like, characters, and, yeah, like, like wacky it's not obvious, like, it, it never showed them, like, super obviously on his, um, on his table, but you could definitely make out that one of them looked, like, super, like, Pugsley. And then there was a couple others that looked like Morticia and uh, Gomez. Yeah, I, I didn't catch yeah, Wednesday, but I, I did, like, for sure I saw a Morticia, a Gomez. I think I saw uh, Uncle Fester, and I saw Pugsley. Okay. So I did not see Wednesday. But I it was, like, in the background, like, they didn't, like I said, they didn't focus on that whatsoever. So, yeah, I was just like, I would be super like the last person that I would want to talk to in a situation like that where I'd have to go see a therapist would be someone that is into horror movies in any regard. (laughs) Telling me is I could not be a pissed. Got it. No, like you couldn't be my therapist if I was like, oh, this dude who's was obsessed with a with a certain brand of horror movie tried to murder me. Like the last person I want to go talk to is someone who's into horror movies. Cause obviously the horror movie fan base is nuts. So yeah. Um anyway, just, just needed to bring up Um anyway. <laughs> uh what are you thinking for acting?
2: Um I mean just because like, you know, Sam and Terra were in most of the supporting cast, um I would probably say I'm like the same as my story. I might actually give a,
0: a few bonus points for Sam and Tara. Yeah, fair enough, uh, so I'm actually gonna be up at it like an eighth all right next up we have character development, but with this being a horror movie, we are following logic and dude,
2: this was shit um, so which one do we want to start with? <sighs> I know
0: the one that you're wanting to talk about. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I I wanted to bring up real quick the bullshit final fight between Sam and Detective Bailey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, What in the actual ass was that? (laughs) So, for those of you who chose to listen that hadn't seen this movie... Um, Tara is hanging off of this balcony, um, getting swiped at by, uh, what's his name? Ethan. And she tells Tara, oh, drop me. And she's like, all right, here, hands her a knife, drops her and she kills or she starts stabbing Ethan or Tara starts stabbing Ethan. Then Sam leans over, grabs a gun, uh, pulls the gun on Quinn which, I don't know why
2: the hell Quinn didn't just charge her. She Yeah, she's literally, as she's holding on to Tara, she's like, just creep like slowly walking up to her. I'm like, you could have ended this like 20 seconds ago.
0: Yeah, like, your death is on you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, like, leans over, grabs a gun, points it at Quinn, shoots her in the head, she falls dead, and then right behind her is Detective Bailey, who watches as her his daughter falls to the ground and Sam makes some snarky comment about losing her kid or losing his kid. And then she goes to fire again and click no bullets. Totally fair. Like I feel like that builds enough suspense. Like go for it. Um, but what threw me off and what I'm calling bullshit on is detective Bailey freaking charges at Sam Instead of pointing the gun at her and shooting. And he doesn't even pull the trigger until she freaking, like, football tackles him to the ground. Like, she freaking, like, body checks him. He's, like, falling over and then, bam, bam, like, pops off a couple shots. I'm like, you're a freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, this so stupid. You have a gun, you dipshit. So, I... I I really hated that scene. A lot of my issues were with, like,
2: the final Oh, yeah. Honestly, I feel all that. Because all... Like, the kills up until that point, like, makes sense. You know? Completely get it. Like, even the whole Quinn thing. The way that they explain it, it makes sense. I get it. But... Do not get me started on when... <laughs> On when, they, so the two, I'm assuming it's the two kids that are in this attire, in the scene. They have Chad mm, on yeah. his knees, and they are both stabbing him at the same time, repeatedly, in the chest area. Repeatedly. Each of them probably gets at least ten stabs in, if not more. Now, he was straight up getting used like a pin cushion. He straight up was. And I know, I'm sure people are going to say, yeah, but, the, you know, they weren't... Hitting any vital arteries, shit like that. I don't give a fuck. No, there is, there is no way that not one of those stabs would have hit something. There is no freaking way. So when he, so yeah, when he's like stabbed like forty freaking times and he falls to the floor, I'm like, yep, he dead. Yeah, complete sense. But no, at the end he is brought out on a freaking gurney, and I call absolute bullshit. There is no way that you can be skipped survive being stabbed especially in the chest area that close to the heart because there's no way that they did not hit that vital organ and survive there's no freaking way the guy was stabbed close to 50 if not more than 50 times yeah that, that guy was mutilated.
0: borderline
2: ridiculous like Caleb said he was used as a pincushion
0: yeah straight up it was just <sighs> my hell it was so dumb like dude and i i'll say so this is another issue that i had with the movie what where were the the significant kills everyone important survived sam survived tara survived don't want to kill them off fine mindy survived chad survived freaking gail survived The only people that didn't were the two freaking Ghost Faces, Uh, their dad, who was also, I guess, one of the Ghost Faces. I think Uh, Kirby survived. Yeah. And and Anika. Anika was
2: the only death in their group. The only scene that I can think of that uh, it was definitely clearly a thing or Ghost Face thing, Ghost Face face outfit was the beginning. I truly believe that it's him that says who gives a fuck about the movie.
0: I'll give you think, that.
2: I don't think it was either. Um, but that's the um, only time that I can really think.
0: Yeah. Um, dude, I want to address something. What is up with the freaking bullshit superhuman strength that the ghost faced mask seems to give
2: people? Dude, straight up I brought this up to Christina. Because um, it's uh revealed that the the one that takes on uh Gail in her house is um oh, what's the daughter's name again? Quinn. Quinn so it's revealed that that's her that takes on Gail how in the I mean I don't know how strong she is I'm sure she's very strong but she lifts a whole mountain of a man because her bo- Gail's boyfriend looks pretty buff he's, he's pretty buff she freaking lifts his dead body up and throws it through a freaking window uh yeah
0: Bullshit. Kind
2: of yeah and she is
0: dinky yeah. she's five foot seven.
2: Like, I get it, you'd be amazing, you'd be amazed with what, like, you can do when you have that much, like, um, aggression and anger and just adrenaline, but still, I'm calling bullshit.
0: You're not throwing a full-grown man through a glass shelf.
2: Yeah. I am sorry, no <laughs> <laughs> uh so, Yeah, mm yeah, when they revealed that, I'm just like, that, that's not me being like, oh, you, you know, like, she, she could totally be that strong. I believe she's that strong. But there's no freaking way it, that someone could throw th- a dead body that hard through a freaking window. Like, she freaking chucked that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, no joke. So if that was freaking Quinn, which it had to be, because wasn't Ethan with them or no?
2: I think he was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: so so Ethan and Detective Bailey were both with uh, Sam and Tara, so it had to be Quinn. So yeah, she, so yeah, she freaking threw a grown-ass mountain of a man around Rimpus like a be... ragdoll. Yeah, freaking ridiculous. Got in a big-ass fight with with Gale, which, I mean, whatever. Um, the other one that I'm not super buying is Little String Bean Ethan. Fair, like freaking re- re- really uh, unbelievable. <laughs> oh, they must shit. have been freaking like roided out or something, because the 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 feats that they were able to pull off were just not even remotely in line. With the shit that happened, uh, or not didn't match their physique whatsoever. So yeah, this was one of the the movies that I had a real big issue with the uh, the fighting, and this isn't like an issue I've had with Scream in general. Like <laughs> it's the it's the freaking bullshit that they think they can get away with because they're like, oh, it's Ghostface, it could be anyone. No, it can't. Yeah. Make the feats suitable for who's under the mask at the time.
2: Yep, exactly. Because once you start going back, once you reveal who the killer is and you're able to pinpoint who was wearing the mask at that exact kill, yeah, you, you start to get a little bit of plot holes. Plot holes is being real nice.
0: Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, with this one, I am not very high.
2: <laughs> Fair. And same, the question is, how high are you or how low are you?
0: I'm definitely below my writing. Like, I think I'm at like a solid 75. Dude, I was thinking the same. All right, where this movie kind of redeems itself, effects, the effects in this were really good,
2: especially that freaking opening scene. Uh, with the whole oh like gosh, room- that roommate, roommate in the fridge, like ooh, yeah, no joke. That was just straight up haunting. Yeah, yeah can we t- the ghost face killers in this one? Even Sam, like they don't f around when it comes to stabbing someone. Cause like most, you know, s- s- uh, Ghostface killers will you know stab someone a couple times. No, these people go like freaking like ten, fifteen, twenty times. I'm like Jesus. I know, it's like they freaking owe him money or something. Yeah. And like how like the, one, uh, I forget his name, but Flash from the Spider-Man movies, he's uh, the fir- he's the first like ghost face killer we see, which I love that they do like such a, a different idea with that because he takes off the ghost face costume and just throws it into his backpack after he kills Samara Weaving's character. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's new. I love that. But then, you know, he inevitably dies by the real ghost face in this movie. Um, but yeah, the freaking like how he's talk like how he's talking to uh, Ghostface on the phone, and he's just like, yeah, the more I stabbed her, the more she felt like a piece of meat. And I'm just like, dude, you sound like you're getting a freaking hard on from the shit. Yeah, it was a little too much. I'm like, god damn. Okay, let's let's calm down here, buddy.
0: Yeah, it was it was a, it was a bit much. Um, but
2: I mean, damn. Yeah. He st- yeah, I swear he stabs Samara weaving like over ten times, easily. Like, Jesus, like freaking easy, dude. Dude, like and it, like especially at the ending when Sam uh, kills Officer Bailey, for how many times she stabs him? I'm like, are you sure you're not your uh, your father's child? Because <laughs> uh, you're not exactly uh, giving yourself <laughs> a, a fair point here. You're um... you're letting your Loomis show. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so... <laughs> Qu- question for you, because maybe uh, um, it, th- how well do you remember Scream Five? Um, pretty decent. Okay, because me and Christine were talking about this. Is it ever said who Billy Loomis had sex with to um for Sam to be born? Because it wasn't Sydney, right? No, who um, was it?
0: A pa- I don't. I don't know exactly who it was, but I think it was uh, a case of being unfaithful. Uh,
1: okay. So
0: I think so. If, from what I remember, I think it was like just a a one time fling, where uh, Sam's mom got pregnant, went to or kind of left the school, and then got with Sam's quote unquote dad, uh, eventually had Tara and yeah, so I think it was just kind of a one time fling
2: okay. All situation. Right, okay, it was me.
0: either that it was either just like oh maybe like a pre uh, pre Sydney or mid Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> like how you put that. Yeah, I'll I have to hold on, now I'm, I need to look it up. Samantha Carpenter is the illegitimate daughter of Billy Loomis and Christina Carpenter. Uh, Sam always believed her legal father, Mr. Carpenter, was her biological father. Uh, one day when she was 13, Tara was 8, she was searching the attic for Christmas presents, and she found her mom's diaries, which revealed that she was actually born to another man whom her mother had an affair with in high school. The man was none other than Billy. Uh, Sam was shocked by this revelation, demanded an explanation of from her mother, unaware that her father was listening. And as a result of the confrontation, he left the family in anger. Mister Carpenter abandoned the family around Tara's eighth birthday. Um, okay, so it doesn't say anything regarding um, a timeline. All it shows is that Sam's mom was the one that was having the affair. It doesn't say anything about Billy being unfaithful as well.
2: Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah, at least not that I can. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else. Yeah. Uh, so that. yeah. So I it was. I uh... can watch Screen Five again. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it wasn't anything. Time. Timeline-wise, there was nothing, um, shown. Gotcha. Like, okay. even if you go, like, so I'm on the Scream wiki page, um, she was mentioned in Scream 2022, she was, uh, she had an, ex- or a, f- she is the ex-fling of Billy Loomis. huh
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so she cheated with Billy. But doesn't say if Anyway, I forget what was the the I, for, I forgot. The point oh. of we were trying to make with that. <laughs>
2: I I straight up forgot.
0: Uh, um anyway, um the other like the effects that they had in this. I can't think of a single one that felt not good.
2: I agree. Blood looked good. Prosthetics. Look- yeah,
0: I feel like something that I past screen movies have done is excessive blood. But I think the only one, the only kill that I felt may have looked a bit excessive was uh, Quinn's boyfriend. Fair. When he was like in the shower.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's the only one I can.
0: Yeah, other than that, like, all the other ones felt super consistent. Um, I gotta say, the freaking kill of Anika when she fell from the ladder. Oh, Oh, damn.
2: Oh, but yeah, the prosthetics looked.
0: (sighs) Dude, if that wasn't a freaking dummy, like, I would be genuinely shocked. Like, that, the the freaking hit of that, like, the impact was just brutal. And then, like you said, the prosthetics that they put on her afterward looked incredible. Like, I had a hard time, like, watching. Oh, dude, same. That, it was so freaking good. So, major props to whoever worked on that. Um... Otherwise, like the other kills were were good. Um, the one, the guy in the fridge looked good. Um, oh, the freaking therapist getting stabbed in the freaking face—like that was rough. Damn! Like all that shit looked really freaking good, and I think this is where the movie freaking shines.
2: Oh yeah,
0: what are you thinking with effects?
2: Oh, dude, for how solid they were.
0: That's about where I'm at too. I I actually might be a point or two higher. I'll give it a 92, just for shits and giggles. Alright, next up we got Music.
2: It's pretty solid. I think it was only in one song that, like, I, when, when I think of Scream, or, like, when I hear that song, I don't think that there was really, like, songs and, like, credits. Like, those are pretty good. I mean, I could be wrong. Besides, like, that red right hand. Not really. Um, I wasn't even super impressed with the end credits song. I did like uh, the because um, I actually downloaded uh, in my head. I thought that was a good song. Yeah, but, uh, man, I I, like, I can't I
0: can't think of like anything that just like stood out other than like that one song that you brought up. So that's fair. I'm yeah. somewhere between a six or a seven. So I mean, I'll let if you wanted to go up higher, I'll go. Yeah, I I can definitely go seven yeah like like I said, if you're gonna go a little higher, I might need you to <laughs> I might need to listen to the soundtrack Fair. but if if you're going seven, then yeah, I can meet you at seven
2: <laughs> all right, next up we got costumes and dude oh. and dude this movie just gets props from me for the fact that literally the killer was leaving the mask from each case of the ghost face killings like it was so freaking cool like and it led up to the ghost face mask worn by Billy um such a freaking cool idea and it was so well executed i loved it so much so like the costumes get like a huge boost from me for that oh yeah
0: easily um i mean everyone else's costumes it's a horror movie it's basic as basic can be um but the ghost face costumes Like, each mask felt like its own, it had its own, like, character to it. Like, and it was fantastic. I, honestly, I think the biggest sin of this movie is not giving us what that room looked like with all the
2: masks on. Dude, straight up. Oh my god. That would have been so cool.
0: That would have been the shit. Shit and i'm so bummed out that we didn't get to see something like that so oh, i mean damn like that that was such a cool a cool room just like the shrine itself was so epic so not being able to see it in its entirety was a it freaking bummed me out just just a bit i mean i obviously i'm not going to dock the movie because of that of something we didn't get to see but but still, though, I'm... I- yeah. Honestly, my only issue is maybe figuring out, like... I don't know if I can justify a 10.
2: I don't think I can either. Like, I'm at a strong-ass 9, though.
0: I, I am, too. Like, honestly, I am, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the everyone's costumes, like, they looked decent and whatnot like it worked for the movie so i think with them i'd I'd be somewhere about a seven ish if it was just them but the utilization of the ghost face mask was so wonderfully done and setting this in a time like during halloween like freaking perfect yeah genius and then, like, you got to understand why we were seeing so many ghost face masks. Because we were seeing them everywhere. And so, like, their utilization of that, their justification for using so many of those masks was perfect. So, yeah, I, I'm at a very strong nine as well. Alright, last up, we got our own personal score. Um, I want to hear, like, your final thoughts for our last, so. Okay like finish off on those so um i really really enjoyed this movie it was a really fun time um honestly any complaints that i have are maybe just on creativity with the kills and like don't get me wrong there were very creative kills but i feel like they could be taking them a bit further than they do um the story was good. Got a little too meta there in the middle, which kind of meh. But I am i mean, overall, it was a really compelling story. Um, they definitely throw you for a loop every once in a while. Like the whole Quinn thing threw me so hard. I was just like, that's bullshit because <laughs> I feel like we saw her body. But then like as I'm thinking about it now, it's like, did we though? So I I have a hard time uh, with that one, but I loved it. Loved the legacy, like seeing the legacy characters. Seeing Hayden Panettiere come back to play Kirby was really really exciting. Um, so with that, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at like an 86.
2: Um yeah, I agree with all the points that Caleb said. This was a really, really fun sequel. Um, I would compare this one, uh, to, like, how I felt about Halloween Kills. Uh, this is definitely, like, the horror, the kind of horror movie that you go to the theaters for just to have a bloody good time, um, in clever ways. Um, so, especially for that, I, I, I think I enjoyed it more than, uh, Scream 5, and that's not, da- that's not a bash in Scream 5 at all. Um, but just, yeah, the whole New York setting works so well for the Scream franchise. The returning characters are, um, the further they take their character. Uh, the legacy characters are great. Uh, Peyton Panettiere, like Caleb said, wonderful having her back. And even, uh, Courtney Cox, I really enjoyed her. Um, so yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed this Scream. Um, like I pointed out, it, it, it still feels, though, when it comes to the Ghostface reveals in this new... This new, um I, I'm assuming it's going to be a trilogy. So I'm going to say in this new trilogy, the Ghostface reveals are not as impactful as Wes Craven made them. But I feel that if I'm looking past that, I appreciate what these two directors are in keeping this Scream franchise. Um, so I am going to be slightly below Caleb, though. Uh, I'm going to be a, a completely fair. All right, well, with that,
0: uh, going through our scores real quick. Uh, Starting off with story, uh, we were at a very strong 80. Uh, Moving over to writing, we dropped down a little bit, sitting at a 77.5. Acting averaged out to an 81.5. Character development was probably the lowest that we gave. So that one was sitting at a 75 or not character development logic. (laughs) Um, The effects got a significant boost sitting at a solid 91 Uh, music slightly above average sitting at a seven costumes got a pretty decent bump just because of the ghost face costume and how iconic it is Uh, sitting at a nine and then our personal score averaged out to an 85. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Scream 6 has come to a B-. minus.
2: All right, not bad.
0: Yeah, not bad at all. Um, I'll be real. Based off of the, the scores alone, I did not think it was going to get that high.
2: Yeah, I thought it was going to be in the C-plus range.
0: Yeah, same here. Um, it's actually one of our stronger b b minuses right, hell yeah, yeah it's um so out of our b minus movies, it's the third one, yeah, so that is interesting. I thought it'd be closer to a c plus but I mean guess not um anyway um so it is sitting. Right now, like I said, it's sitting in the in B minus, but it is sitting at an eighty-two point five. Uh, so that puts it above the hunt, which is at an eighty-two point four seven. It's above Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is at an eighty-two point four three. It is above Let's Be Cops, which is at an eighty-two point three seven. As well as Smile, which is also at an 82.37. Okay. Uh, it is also above Ron's Gone Wrong, which is at an 82.31. And yeah. So I think that's the 512. One, one, yeah, that's 5. Uh, so that's where it's what it's sitting above, going what it's below. It is below Mulan, the remake which is at an 82.62. It's below The Greatest Showman, which is at an 82.93. And then uh, getting into the B range, uh, it is below Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is at an 83.06. It is below Violent Night, which is at an 83.18. And then finally it is below Shazam, which is at an eighty-three
2: two five. What uh Scream? Bro.
0: Interesting. Long time ago. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I'm just having a heart. Uh so it is below uh Scream 2022. Yeah, so Scream 2022 scored a B plus and it is sitting at an eighty-six point five six where Scream 6 is sitting at an 82.5. Okay. So that is a 4% difference. Deep. I actually did. Okay. I I enjoyed Scream 5 a little bit more than I did. Sc- yeah. We need to get the the Scream franchises scored as I absolutely well. I agree. Uh so yeah, that's where it's uh where it's sitting. So anyway, um well, that wraps up This week's Breakdown, Uh, if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Um, You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, uh, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is how you would prefer to listen. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the TheAllBros. Uh, you can also email us at the Channel at gmail.com. If you want to uh, hit us up for an episode idea, uh, want to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on. Um, so yeah, uh, you can also find links to everything that we do on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, uh, where you can find links to, like I said, everything that we do. Um, so with that next week, we will be breaking down Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, really excited for that movie and yeah. Uh, Anything else you wanted to say, Rose? Uh, no. Alright, well, with that, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And And we will catch you guys next week. Deuces.
1: So long.